everybody, Eric Bischoff here, and have you heard about Strictly Business? Strictly Business is a brand new weekly series exclusively on adfreeshows.com. Join me and my co-host, John Alba, every Tuesday as we take a deep dive into the business of the professional wrestling business. And this is some straight-up business talk here. No fanboy nonsense. We discuss television contracts, advertising, licensing, and, of course, the highly debated ratings so if you want an unfiltered brutally honest anti-fanboy understanding of the professional wrestling industry well strictly business is the series for you and hey if elon musk likes my tweets and he did you're gonna love strictly business sign up now and listen at adfreeshows.com All right, you listen to Woo Nation right here with Rick Flair. I'm Conrad Thompson, and Rick, we've got a really well, we special. We got to do a better that kind of. We got to do a better. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, this is 16-time <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion of Nature, Rick Flair, with my great and phenomenal co-host Conrad Thompson. Come get Conrad. Okay, here we go. We'll, we'll replicate that one. That was a good intro. Yeah. Hey, this is the Nature Boy, Rick Flair, 16 times. Your world heavyweight champion with my co-host, the great, the legendary <laughs> Conrad Thompson. Today we are going to celebrate, we're not going to cry, we're going to celebrate the life and times of one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time and obviously one of my best friends for my entire lifetime, Hot Rod, Roddy Piper. And just as FYI, do you know how many times I've wanted to say, use this line that was built in for Hot Rod? What's that? Like he'd be sitting next to me, and I would say to the girls, because Roddy would, didn't want to get in trouble, I'd say, just, how much rod can you take, honey? <laughs> sometimes that worked, sometimes it didn't. But <laughs> it was standard. It's not a line I dropped with the flight attendants anymore in the 80s that worked, you know. Sure. How much rod can you take, baby? <laughs> it's not for me, it's for my friend Roddy here. <laughs> so that was the opening line. He had the T-shirt that said hot rod. I wish I had thought of that. I think got a lot of mileage out of that. Well, you did have the old shirt back in the day that said... Um... What did it say? It was a, it was the one that Charlotte's shirt is inspired by. Back do it with Flair. Do it with do Flair. Do it with Flair is very generic to hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> you have to admit, which has more weight there, okay? No, I like that. Even Space Mountain is somebody you have to picture. A hot rod is right in front of you. Okay. Or it can be. Anyway, Roddy Piper, the greatest of all time, the most funny guy. I inducted him in the Hall of Fame, and I swear to God, if you look at the two of them, and look at some of the movies. I said during my induction ceremony that Jim, help me out here, Carey. Oh, yeah, Jim Carey. Yeah, Jim yeah. Carey studied Roddy Piper to really? be who he is. I mean, if you look at Jim Carey in some of those movies, that's hot Roddy Piper. Yeah. Same energy, same charisma. I mean, and Roddy could be just that crazy. I know if you didn't see Roddy in the 80s, you really didn't get to see him with his prime. Right. But in that same energy, and I know that some of it wasn't natural. 
<laughs> Some of it came from GNC. Just a good time. GNC, Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. You know, Starbucks wasn't around back then, but they did have coffee. Sure. But Roddy Piper brought more energy and more action to a t- scene or to a segment in TV than anybody in the history of our business. It was can't miss television. Can't miss. And I'll tell you this, it, for all that Hulk Hogan brought to the WWE in the 80s, which Hulk brought a lot, he had to have someone to go against. Yeah. And there were a lot of guys that were the bad guys or heels, as you guys like to call them now. But the focus of the heel nation taking elect, uh, take it, it was, was Roddy Piper. I heel, mean, there was Orndorff, there the was business. Root, He drove the business. And yeah. the rest of them revolved around him. I'm not saying they weren't good professional wrestlers. The Orndorff was great. Rude was great. Go down the list. But Roddy Piper was the catalyst that drove the drove the machine. And he had to have be very successful in a promotion, you have to have a good guy and a bad guy. It was like Steamboat Flair, right? Right. Piper was the only guy that could make me a good guy. Right. Does that make sense? That makes Back sense. Back in the yeah. 70s, yeah. I mean, Piper was so hot as a bad guy that I had to be the good guy, and I hated it. That's why our matches were never great, because we didn't have chemistry. Right. We're both trying to tell each other what to do. <laughs> right. And he was very stubborn, as was I, you know. But Roddy Piper, I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, was one of the greatest stars in the history of our business. And we have with us today Brian Nobbs. We have with us today Jerry Briscoe and then several other surprises. And we're all going to talk about Hot Rod and the great times he had and what a great character he was and what a great wrestler he was and what a great personality he was and how much fun he was to be with. So before we call Nobbs, uh, because it's hard to get Nobbs off the phone, okay? <laughs> I want to tell one story which is legendary. In 1976, we all started making so much money in Charlotte that we drove down to a small town outside of Charlotte, about 30 miles, and bought 11 Cadillac DeVilles. Oh, my Myself, gosh. Myself, Wahoo McDaniels, Paul Jones, Rufus R. Jones, Hot Rod, Jimmy Snook. I can't remember who all the, what it was, but we bought 11 of them, right? The guy gave us a deal, you know, like we cared, right? And so a group here we, 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 on Tuesday, we go to Columbia, 100 miles down the road, right? This is on US 21. There was no 77 back then. And uh, we all met at Carowinds, which is a huge amusement park outside of Charlotte on the South Carolina state line. And you would meet your prospective guys that you were going to ride with and ride down in one car, right? Um, so uh, Roddy rode down with me. And, uh, of course, we were late because Roddy never got up to 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And we were <laughs> the gym at 5, and we needed to be on the road by 5, so we didn't leave till 6.30. So, but we got there, and on that particular evening, Rufus R. Jones' friends from Dillon, where he was from, had brought moonshine. Oh, man. And I hate moonshine. I've tried it. We all have. But he was, you know, Rufus said, hey, who are you coming with? Let's try, let's try some of this. I said, no, Rufus, I'm not. You know, find somebody else to drink with you. <laughs> Piper said, I will. I said, Roddy, that stuff will kill you. No, 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 don't worry. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll, I'll ride home with Rufus. I said, you ride home with Rufus. He dropped me off, you know, 10 miles outside of town. I'll get him with him. Well, the next day we're at TV, which is Wednesday, making TV, right? And Gene Anderson's walking around smoking a cigarette. Where's Rufus R. Jones? And I said, I don't know. He said, where's Piper? I said, I don't know. By that time, Piper walked in. So... I said, Roddy, where's Rufus? He goes, I don't know. I said, I left him at uh, Carowinds. About 15 minutes later, Charlotte police called the office, and they found Rufus laid out on the hood of his brand-new Cadillac outside of KFC <laughs> at Carowinds <laughs> on the hood of the car at 11 in the morning. <laughs> so that was... <laughs> that's Roddy's introduction to Moonshine. <laughs> yeah, that's Roddy's introduction to Moonshine, and probably <laughs> Rufus. Rufus isn't with us anymore. I wish I had him on the show. <laughs> but that's a true story, and that's just one of many. So 
We're going to take a break here and call Brian Knobs, and we'll continue from there. How's that? Sounds great. I'll be right back. It's time to shine my 16 world titles. All right, so Rick, last week we talked a little bit about Casper Mattress, and at the time, Wendy hadn't gotten it all the way broken in for you yet. Have you tried out the Casper Mattress now? As a matter of fact, as I said in the podcast earlier today, Wendy actually was able to turn over the figure four leg lock <laughs> on the mattress, and that's hard to do. All the ladies love Slick Rick. You know they love Woo Nation. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. It's funny, great minds must think alike because the first uh, name that comes to mind for me for all-time great heels besides Ric Flair is Roddy Piper. Yeah. And that especially goes for his first heel run in WWE. When he got there, yeah. they had never seen anything like him, I don't no. think. No, Yeah, entertainment um, and Roddy was out there, but he was always thinking. He put a lot of thought into his work and what it had to and he thought a lot about what he wanted to do. And I, you know, I, I pretty secure in saying that he argued with Vince every day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel pretty secure with that comment. Yeah. But boy, what, what a heel, what a career. Yeah. I, I miss Roddy every day. I know. So do we you all do. Yeah. Yeah. And some heels are so good. Nate's they become cheered. That's happened to you. Is that good or bad? And how do you avoid that? Well, it's good because it, they're, they're cheering you out of respect because you're so good. Sometimes you just exhaust them by being so good. Um, Randy at work with him is a, is a, when he, Randy, when they're letting him just be Randy at work, Randy Orton's a pretty badass here. Well, that, that's a good point. When you came to WWE, mm -hmm. your first feud was with Roddy. Yeah, it stunk. And, and well, it didn't stink. The promos were great. Well, the promos, when he was a babe face, right, and, worked like a deal. And he just didn't prefer it, and you could tell. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, obviously, you preferred working as a heel because your style was better equipped, but mentally, you preferred being a heel, right? It's more fun. Absolutely. What makes Absolutely. it more fun? Uh, for me, it's making the audience mad, making people believe you're really, really, you're really hurting somebody. You know, which happens sometimes anyway, but you've got to yell at me. You got to just you know, turn your, turn your wheel in a different direction and just ignore. You almost got to make it real. Especially with the interaction of the referee and that, I mean, they're, if you're really that mad, 184 referees not going to push you around like a flyweight. You know what I mean? This episode of To Be The Man is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Woo, that's right. No more. Smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find, find a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Woo! Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the promise we're back with the one and only. And before I let him tell one story, the one and only Brian Nobbs of the Nasty Boys, and before I let him tell one story about Roddy, I'm going to tell you a story about me and Brian, which really was one of the breaking points in my career because I couldn't believe he had the nerve to do it. But this is the story. We're going to Europe, and I have my son with me. So I say to my son, I'm going to take a nap, keep an eye on Nobbs. Well, he was dating Stacy Keebler at the time, and so he drifted off. So I walked up to Luger, and I said, Luger, keep an eye on Nobbs. And, of course, that was ridiculous. He was doing something else, too. So I landed in London, and I woke up, and everybody was looking at me laughing. And I said, what the hell? And I thought, what was going on? And at the same time, I went like this. I felt that my eyebrow was gone. My Ric Flair's eyebrow was gone. And at the very minute I started screaming, Nobbs comes out the bathroom door with both his eyebrows shaved off and goes, God damn that Henning, wait till I see him. He shaved, trying to crack me like I didn't know it was him. He shaved his own toward me and blamed it on Henning. I was so mad I wanted to quit the company. Who would shave Rick Flair's eyebrows? And then I realized it was Brian Nobbs. And he, and he was blaming it on Henning. That's amazing. But to get it over, he shaved both of them. <laughs> I hate you to this day. Hey, by the way, Wendy, Wendy would like you to... Wendy's going to tell the public what you said to her back when she met you in the 90s. Come here, Wendy. Get on the mic here. Okay. And, and this is Fifi, it, the French maid. Rick's girlfriend. Yeah, listen. Okay, I don't know if you remember this, Brian, but okay, back Randy. in the day when I first met you, you came out to me and said, out of respect for Rick, I won't shave your eyebrows or anything else. And I thought, What? <laughs> My introduction to you. Yeah, nice, Brian. Hey, yeah. I learned all that stuff from Mr. Hey, Henning. God hey, bless his soul, Kurt Henning. Unfortunately, I'm somebody. Paul Warner, Mr. Wonderful, told me never admit a rib. Never, never say you did it. So I had to do something to say I didn't do it. So. You know, as I was thinking on the plane, I thought, well, if I shave my eyebrows off and blame it on Henning, maybe Rick would think that I didn't shave his eyebrows. Actually, Kurt did. But (laughs) Rick knew right from the start I did it. He was so mad at me. (laughs) And from then on, we became best friends for life. Yeah, I know. I had no choice. It was, it, that was the same tour that I threw my alligator shoes at you, and you threw them across the bar. He <laughs> <laughs> said, these are my $300 alligator shoes. I said, are these right here? And he said, yes. And I said, and I in London. <laughs> in London. <laughs> oh, man. That what was, was the name of that well. bar? God, they closed it down. Oh. We have to leave, you know, over over the years, you've been such a good friend, and we have so many great stories and great times together, and, and I'm, I'm glad you're, you have me on your podcast. I mean, it's the number one podcast out there going today. Woo, nation is <laughs> running wild. Well, listen, man, go ahead and tell a hot rod story that we've had so much fun laughing over the last couple of days. We all decided that we could cry or we could celebrate the moment because the guy was so much fun to be with. And you were one of the guys that loved to play with him and call him out. And to my knowledge, that never worked for you, but you can tell your side (laughs) of the story, and I'll tell the truth. No, it never really did work for me. I was always on the, you know, wrong end of the stick after I called Hot Run out because (laughs) that was the wrong thing to do. But uh, first of all, I just got to say I'm very... 
deeply devastated at his loss. He was a, he was a mentor just like you are, Rick, to me. You guys all helped me and Sag grow up in the business. I mean, Adrian Adonis was the one to give us, uh, you know, you have to do something different back in 88 when we were in AWA. And he, he told us about maybe doing something like the, you know, use Irish or Nasty Boys, do the pit stop. And then when we told Hot Rod that, well, well, well Pipes was good friends with Adrian, so he kind of honed us in to say, this is how you should do it. You don't do it every time. You do it in special occasions, and all of a sudden you start calling the people, hey, do they want it? And actually exactly what he told us we did, and that's one of our biggest maneuvers. It's not jumping off the top rope or body slamming somebody from the, you know, from the other side of the ring. It's just pity city sticking to our opponent's face you know, on one of our armpits. And to this day, people want to pay $60 to get their face in our armpits. I don't understand it, but Piper had the right idea. And, you know, we got it from two of the greats, Adrian Adonis and Ronnie Piper. Well, I'll, I'll save my 60 bucks and buy you some drinks with it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think I experienced that once at a party, <laughs> just well, to prove I can do we, it. <laughs> we go all the way back, and, and, you know, we finally, we win the belts, and our first, you know, European tour as the WWF Tag Team Champions of the World, and I had opened my big mouth and start something with Rick and Roddy and Tito Santana, like the old timers. And it was me and Sag and Shawn Michaels and some of the young guys, Marty Jannetty. How oh, us young guys can take you old guys any day. You, you know, you, you want to drink, we'll drink. You know, like we'll go down. And so it started off like that before I even got on the plane. I had to open up my big fat mouth. <laughs> so on the way over, well, who falls asleep first? Yours truly, and when I woke up, there was shaving cream all over my face and my head, and I went, Jesus Christmas, I fell asleep. So here, I went in the bathroom, cleaned up, and I fell back asleep. <laughs> About five minutes later, I get the biggest smack across my face, and I wake up and I don't see nobody. <laughs> then I fall back asleep, another big slap. Finally, I woke up, and I went... It has to be SOP Roddy Roddy Piper. You know, starting the trip, I had opened up my mouth, and I know Rick's in on it. You know, so I told did, you not to go there. Hey, we land in Barcelona, Spain. We go out that night after we wrestled. We go went out that night. When we came back, it was me, Undertaker, and Roddy. And Roddy goes, "Let's go." And I said, "Where?" And in the hotel, there's five star hotels Vince had us put up at. There was a Spanish wedding going on, and Roddy just opened the doors and invited himself in. And they opened us with open arms. Wedding, and wedding crasher before the day. We all went in. We drank. We danced. We had the greatest time of our life. The next morning, I wake up. The phone's off the hook. I must have been talking to my wife. My clothes are all over the place. And I'm like, where am I at? Oh, my God, I'm in Barcelona. Here I called, and it was like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And you left him. The, the, the bus left. The, the <laughs> tour left me. They said, F the bastard. F hey, the hey, bastard. no, let, you know let, what, let me know? intervene. And I'm, I'm freaking out. Well, oh, my God, I just got them. We just won the belt. I'm screwing up. Yeah. Jesus, what am I going to do? Brian. Oh, so I, I, Brian. I, I had a passport and my money, and I went to the airport, and nobody spoke English. I was I was almost ready to cry, I swear. And I go, oh, that Piper, he got me, he got me again, drinking. I said, well, what am I going to do? So I, I, I 
yelled out, does anybody speak English? Here's some guy spoke English and got me a ticket that went direct to the town we were supposed to be in. London. You know, right? No, we went to Brussels. It was Brussels, remember? I went to, we went direct to Brussels, and you guys went somewhere else because there was only one flight, and you know what I mean? If that flight canceled, the show would have been canceled, so they made sure... You know, that everybody would make the show. Here, I get in the cab, paid $167, get in the running, rushing with my bags, and nobody's even there yet. I was the first one there. So when I came in, I put my feet on the on the table, and then guys come walking in the dressing room, and everybody goes, I can't believe it, Nam is here. So I made it before the show, and then I gained respect of not only Rick and Roddy, but one of the greats, Andre the Giant. And that night... When I walked into the bar at the hotel, Andre said, you. I said, yes, boss, what do you want? Well, can I help you? He said, you sit by me. You drink with me tonight. And I said, okay, yes, sir. <laughs> and then when I sat down, he ordered me a beer, and he said, the name of this tour is Don't Be a Knob. So, <laughs> all because of Piper, I went through everything. But, like in the old days, and Ronnie, I mean, uh, uh, Hot Rod told me, and, you know, uh, you know, Rick would tell you, if, no matter what you did the night before, if you didn't make the show, that was on you. But if you made the show and you performed good, and you, you, you know, all, all was forgiven. So, uh, I made the show, and I kind of got a notch of respect from uh, some of the uh, uh, older veterans on the tour, and uh, you know that was one of them. But uh, it was because of Piper that I missed the plane. Well, okay, let me just let me fill in some of the blanks here because <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying you've lost more brain cells than me, but you missed some key components of the story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> First of all, we were leaving at eight o'clock in the morning. Undertaker is the last one to get on the bus, and then Sags, right? But at eight o'clock. Yeah. Jack Lanza, a, a Hall of Famer, was an older agent with no sense of, uh, no patience, right by the book. Where's Knobs? He's hollering at Sag. Sag goes, I don't know. He says, and this is nothing personal, he says, leave the fat bastard. <laughs> and, and Sag's just going, he might not have a credit card or a wallet. To which <laughs> Lanza said, who gives a shit? <laughs> Leave the fat bastard. <laughs> and actually, uh, you're wrong about it being Brussels. Brussels was the night before Spain. You had a little bit there. We went to London, and after we got there, they checked you in a hospital with phlebitis. No, that was that was after I rested the next day. My leg blew up. Oh, okay, okay the next day. Okay. I'm off a day. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you were off a day, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the, the drinking and the plane ride over and then wrestling two days didn't help me just having knee surgery and 10 days later wrestling in SummerSlam and going right overseas and wrestling again. But yeah, they yeah. took me in and my leg blew up and and, I, I, and then they wouldn't let none of the guys see me. <laughs> and in, in London, they have volunteers helping you like push the buggy and stuff. And there was one one guy who only had one one arm, and I was sorry that he did, but he's pushing me down the hallway. <laughs> and they have all kind of volunteers, and it's really crazy hot. You know, they're they're uh, you know their medical service over there. And they put me in this room with these two other people, and I didn't know what. I was looking up at the Lord, going, what did I do to deserve this? And the guy said, well, you might have a blood clot. If it breaks off, it goes to your heart. You could die. And they wouldn't let none of the guys up to see me. So I was really freaking out. Here they gave me some blood thinners. Everything was good. 
when I came back, they gave me a night off <laughs> because of the lead deal. But, uh, you know, that was a scary thing. Yeah, I almost uh, uh, Rick calls it phobitis, but I don't know what the hell it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 key, the key component into it is very much like Roddy, who had to leave England one time in an emergency when they told him that he had something going on. Uh, they told you not to drink, which you didn't. It went in one ear and out the other. You drank the whole rest of the tour. Oh yes. As, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I think on account of you, Vince flew over a whole drug testing crew. Am I not correct? No, not because of me. <laughs> no, don't blame that on me, Rick. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, certainly, certainly, you were part of this team. <laughs> I can tell you a story, though. Do you remember I when got, he flew I, the plane over to to test everybody? Uh, I remember when we, the one time they came and they were all there. Yeah, they were never overseas before, and there they all were. The, the, yeah. the, the English. I think 31 people. guys flunked the test. <laughs> I didn't flunk it, but I'll tell you one. I'll tell you a quick story. They did call me in one time, and I said uh, I was all worried. I said, "Oh God, what did they got me on? Yeah, I'm thinking, oh geez, what did I do? What did I did this and that." So they bring me in, I sit down, and the guy goes, Mr. Uh, you know, Nobs, uh, we got you here, that uh, you're taking testosterone and your testosterone level is high. And like, I'm taking steroids. I went, is that what I'm in here for? And all of a sudden I just was happy because I knew it was, I thought I was in there for something else. <laughs> I took my shirt off and I said, does this look like I'm taking steroids? Does this look like you're taking testosterone? And the tester, the doctor says, this is all you can put your shirt back on. We definitely have to retest you. Something went wrong with the test. I've been eating Burger King and McDonald's my whole life. I'm not taking steroids. <laughs> I think you would put on some extra weight because Tony had ridden, driven over your foot at the Shell station on West Shore the week before. Is that correct? No, uh, actually, uh, she actually drove over my whole body. <laughs> then, I, then I got engaged after that, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I said, would you marry me? <laughs> I know I shouldn't have got that million-dollar policy. I just knew it. <laughs> were, you, were, you, were, you, were you under the car when you proposed, or were you sitting next no. to her? <laughs> You're such an idiot. No. <laughs> I, I had an IV in my arm. I was all stapled up because the door hit me. Uh, you know, uh, I pulled too far ahead, and uh, the handle from the gas didn't reach the gas where I was going to put the gas in. So I told Tony, and she moved to the center of the car and, and put it in drive a little bit. When she put it in reverse... The car was idling, started moving back. She panicked and with her left foot tried to hit the brake, slipped off, hit the gas, and the door was open. Hit me on my bottom leg, and the, the top of the door, the point, it hit me underneath my arm and ripped my arm open. If it would have hit me on the top with all the veins and everything, they said I would have been, you know, you know that. But when, when the boys got the story... Please, I heard everything in the book. I mean, Jesus Christmas. Well, I, I mean, told I mean, you. I told and, you on days off. And, and, and in one year, in one year, that happened. I blew out my knee in the ring, and I had to have a, a reconstructive surgery. And then I got stabbed. And then after I got stabbed in Toronto, Illinois, Tag, or Mike Rotundo called Vince and said, 
Bitch, we have some bad news. Moms were stabbed in Peoria, Illinois by four guys. We got them, and the cops got them, and all that. And all, all that came out of Vince McMahon's mouth was, what else can happen to that poor bastard? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, i tell you one night I wish you would have got stabbed. i got to tell the world doesn't even know about this. We're at the China Club in New York. At that time, one of the most prestigious clubs in the United States, right? Monday night, sold out the garden. China Club, Vince is there, Hogan, everybody. The Nasty Boys, me. And I'm just making friends with somebody. I don't know. I won't tell my story, what I was doing. But I had a friend there named Robbie Kanoff that Brian called Jewish Lightning. He was a toy salesman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting there just having, minding myself, talking to a pilot from TWA, right? Learning something about aviation. And all of a sudden, Kanoff comes over and says, and said, can you believe what happened? And they had taken off his poor sunglasses and stomped on him. So I go, Brian, what the hell? Just leave him alone. And oh, ah, ah, ah. So they grab Robbie, tear <laughs> off his shirt. So I got to get up, punch Brian, right? <laughs> Sags comes over and punches me. They take my credit card, the nature boy, Ric Flair, throw me out of the China Club, keep my credit card, and the next day I got a $3,000 bill on it. But you had your eyebrows. And, and that, is that, is that, that true? Night, Vince McMahon got slammed on the table at the China Club. Now, wait, we're talking about my $3,000. sport coat off. He was going fat man in a little coat. Maybe that's why we're not in the Hall of Fame yet. I don't know. $3,000. Rick, I'm telling you. Hmm. Was that not a crazy night? Yeah, very crazy for me as I sat outside while you guys partied on my credit card. Nice. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by CarShield, who makes it easy and affordable to protect my car from expensive repairs. And that's just for starters. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. and offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plans cover more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic, and CarShield's administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or headaches you're taken care of. Same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through CarShield also include coast-to-coast -coast roadside assistance. CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost too. Get coverage today and you'll lock in your price now and it will never go up. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle. CarShield helps protect my wallet from expensive car repairs and they'll do the same for you. Go to carshield.com slash podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. You guys ever have any more parties with uh, Piper you want to share? Oh, oh, we're just getting started. Well, Are you kidding? Well, me and, me and uh, Rick, I mean, and Hot Rod, I mean, it, it, there's so many stories, but he was he was one of the best. I mean, and what else he was good at was he took the time to sit down just like Rick did. And, you know, they, they kind of started from, from maybe off in the beginning. They didn't like me in fact. They really turned into liking these guys are definitely fit for the business, and they started teaching us, and we learned so much from Hot Rod Roddy Piper, 
Ric Flair, even Dusty Rhodes. I mean, they are true mentors to help us to say this is how you can survive this business without getting thrown in jail and without, you know, the way we were acting sometimes. And, I mean, everything they told us was true, and, and Roddy helped us out tremendously with different things and interviews and how to act. And one of the things he told us was, you know what? I'll tell you a little secret. When you walk out to the ring, when, when, when TV's on, he said, walk slow as possible. And we're going to walk slow as possible because then that means that's your, more camera time you're going to get. The camera will be on you and do your thing, but just take your time getting to the ring because the camera will be just solely on you. I mean, just little things like that. And Rick, Rick taught us so many different things. I mean, I was so... You know, uh, to this day, me and Sag are so help, heartfelt that he asked me and Sag to come up for to wrestle Reed and, and David for Reed's first match. It was sold out up in Charlotte, and, and, and Hulk Hogan got so jealous that we were on and he wasn't. Hulk flew himself up and made himself special guest referee <laughs> with no, for no money. He just wanted to be involved, you know? Wow. And it was such a special night, but that's because Rick's been such a good friend of mine, and so has Roddy Piper for so many years. And I'm like, I say right now, you know, I'm trying not to, I'm hold, I hold back my tears sometimes, but when I called Rick, you know, it really hurts sometimes. But, uh, the, the stories, I mean, some of them I just can't tell you. I mean, just they're, you know, I don't want to get nobody in trouble. I'm not no Jose Canseco, but some of them, we have a, we have a fraternity, we have a fraternity of brothers. And some of the stories are kept between us that are meant to be kept between us. And I'm sorry to the fans, but, you know, I lived it. It's like, like nowadays, when the wrestlers get finished wrestling, they go back to the room, get their glass of milk, and play Xbox. Well, when we got off of our show, it was like we were the Rolling Stones. That's all I can say. We were, we were like Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and we were rocking and rolling. It wasn't no going up to your room to play a video game or drink some milk. That's for darn sure. <laughs> well, let me tell you, um, I'm like you. I cried on Friday, I cried on Saturday, then Michael Hayes called me, you called me, Hunter checked on me, and, uh, you know, let, let's just say hypothetically I have 325 contacts. I'm a 325 contacts, I got at least 100 texts. Wow. I mean, my good friend Conrad called me 20 times, Wendy called me 20 times, Melinda called me 20 times, Mark Carano called me 20 times. Triple H, I mean, the outpour of people that were concerned because they knew how close we were. And then Michael Hayes called me back a second day and said, you know what? Roddy Piper wouldn't want us to sit here and cry. He wouldn't want us to miss one day. Oh, he no. wouldn't want us to miss one day in this, in this, on my phone, please. Uh, and I'm going to read a text that I got about Roddy Piper that uh, kind of tells the story of it all. And it's from a guy that I did an event for, the Melinda arranged for me, um, uh, two years ago, and uh, or three years ago. And it was up in uh, Hamilton, Canada, uh, Edmonton, Canada. And he sent me this. First of all, he sends condolences about Roddy. And then he goes, my favorite story, apparently, my favorite story. Apparently, my gym teacher knew him from when they were young. On a stop through Winnipeg, 
he was able to meet up with Roddy, brag to all of us he was he was hanging out with Hot Rod that night. I don't know what they ended up doing, but no one in school heard from him for two days. <laughs> you shouldn't try to keep up with Mr. Piper. He'll put you under the table. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And that's, that, and that's, that, that's just the guy in Edmonton. <laughs> that's not even a wrestler. <laughs> well, I can, I can honestly say, yes, never challenge a hot rod Roddy Piper. Even now, I won't even say them words because every time I did, I was under the table or lost for three or four days, or I didn't know where I was, even though I was wrestling. I, I didn't... I kind of lost myself a couple times. And like Rick said when he was giving the speech, to, uh, you know, when, he, when Hot Rod got inducted into the Hall of Fame, Nobs, you found out. You don't ever mess with Roddy Piper. He was not only the greatest guy, but he was, you know, he was hardcore before hardcore was cool. And, and he was the real deal. I'm telling you, there was no full BS about Ronnie Piper. He told you what he felt right there on the spot, and, and he, he had much respect from everybody, and, and he was beloved. I mean, so much beloved. I mean, we were at Friday, and Rick was on my show June 7th. I do a Legends of Wrestling, and I wanted to have Ronnie so bad, and a lot of times I tried to get him. He was already booked, but it's with Major League Baseball all the time, and we did it at City Field. Well, this one we did at Marlins Park with the Marlins during the game. They were playing the San Diego Padres, and right 10 minutes before we were ready to go in, on, it was me, Sag, Mick Foley, Kevin Nash, Bushwhacker Luke, who knew him, him and Butch knew him through the 60s. They knew him the longest out of all of us. And someone texted me and said, tell Nobs, I, I got some bad news. I heard Piper passed away. And I told, I stopped all the guys and said, hey guys, and we just right 10 minutes before we're ready to go out. And Kevin Nash and and, and 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 everybody else got on the phone to make see if it was real. And we found out it was real. And all of us, even though we're all grown men in this business, we're crying our hearts out. You know what I mean? And and we all got together. We all huddled. We were all hugging. And it was such a bond and, and just like... Everybody loved Ronnie. The guys who really, really knew him and been through a lot of experiences with him were all together there. And I mean, it was a it was a sad feeling, but a good feeling. We went out and did the show, and then me, Sag, and Luke. I mean, uh, me, Sag, and Luke saying, "Take me out to the ball game." And at the end, I dedicate, even though it wasn't, it was better than what Roseanne did. But I'm just going to tell you, I dedicated it to Hot Rod Ronnie Piper. We love you. God bless you, and thoughts and prayers go out to your family. So, I mean, we were really we were really choked up and emotional that whole day. And then the next day I called Rick. That was Saturday. And uh, we talked, and, and then, then we started off, you know, really somber. And then all of a sudden we started telling stories. And before you know it, me and Rick were laughing our butts off because we had a lot of good times together. And, and he was one of the greatest person I ever known. And all I can say is... Uh, you know, thank you, Ronnie. I, I, you know, you will never be forgotten in my heart. I'll miss you forever, and I'll think of you all the time. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. He's, he, I'm just going to go on record as saying he's the greatest heel in the history of our business. Uh, he was fearless. He knew how to get heat, and he wasn't afraid of heat. And I've got stories that you, nobody will believe about San Domingo, which I'm going to tell myself in a minute, but... I want to send you pretty much the consensus, and I'm not sure if this is good or bad, on what Piper and I were like. Um, 
So I, Hunter was one of the people that checked on me, as I referred to earlier. So um, he was checking in. He, you know, I won't go over the first day, but he goes, uh, how you doing today, Nate? This was on uh, Saturday. This is a text message a, from A text Hunter. message from Hunter to me. And I go, and I goes, how you doing? And I go, uh, thankful for friends like you and focusing on all the great times Rod and I had together. That's my reply to Hunter via text. And he goes, at least the ones you can remember. (laughs) (laughs) Then he goes, you know that. I I think he was implying that Roddy and I don't remember some of the stuff we did. Is that is that what that's fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, if that's what Roddy me, that's what our legacy is. It is what it is because we had a lot of fun. But long before I met Roddy Piper, I'm just going to throw a story in here that I think is worth telling, and there's nothing wrong about it. It's just kind of like where Roddy was in life, and. I certainly have done the same thing to entertain people. It's just I've done it to entertain women, not guys, right? So, but Roddy was <laughs> Roddy was a dry river. So, I'm right. We're in Charlotte in 1976, and Buddy Roberts is in the territory, not yet a free bird, right? right? Right. And so, Buddy says to me, "I hear Roddy Piper's coming in." I said, "Yeah, I got him starts next week." I said, "I haven't met him." I said, "He goes, I hear he's the greatest interview in the business." So already that had my attention, right? So I'm thinking, here comes competition, right? Sure, Young guy, right? I knew who he was, and. Buddy Roberts goes, I got to tell you a story, man. I mean, you know, let me know what you think about this guy after you hang around him. I said, well, tell me. He said, well, Roddy, that before when he first started, was working for Mike LaBelle out in the old L.A. territory, right? Mm-hmm. So Buddy called Mike LaBelle, or Mike LaBelle called Buddy and said, do you want to come in for a three-month run? And and LaBelle, and Buddy said, of course, man. So he said, I'll send a guy to pick you up at LAX. So Buddy said he came walking out of the airport, and there was a guy in a convertible waving to him like this, you know, honking a horn, hey, Buddy, hey, Buddy, hollering, you know, and it was Roddy. And so Buddy walked over, had his bag with him, <laughs> walked up on the car, the convertible, and Roddy was sitting in the car, and for lack of a better word, he was smoking a Palmel naked. And told Buddy to throw his bag in the back and hop in the front, and he'd take it to the hotel. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Buddy Roberts threw his bag in the back, got in the car. Roddy handed him to Palmel and said, welcome to L.A. He took him over to the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That was a hot rod, man. <laughs> uh, you, got, you guys back in, in that at, era. At least I was picking up a girl when I was naked in the car. Don't let me start about you in the robe. Uh, and Piper was there in that uh, which, when which, you came down with the Roman and I had to come down with cowboy boots and I oh, thought you I was can tell that, you can tell nobody that story. wanted to see that please you, you can tell that story that was that was in London <laughs> that was in London Rick comes down with the robe on and nothing else on he opens the robe up and he let him with a full pass bar so I go and Piper's there. I wouldn't let him out through you, you know, this and that. And this is what Dusty used to do. Just come down naked with his cowboy boots on. So that's what I did. And I'll tell you, Rick Spotty was a hell of a lot better looking than mine. When I came down, I think I scared half the people out of the restaurant. Why, you know, do, you, it was like why do you think I wore the robe? <laughs> <laughs> when they, when, when, when they love my, have that kind of exposure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, but we had such good Time, that was a method to my madness. <laughs> Keep yeah, the robe handy. You're definitely right. And my brother-in-law, who people that don't know, was Greg the Hammer Valentine. And we were going to try to get him on today, but I, he is still so devastated because, you know, that dog collar match goes down in history of with him and yeah. Piper. And uh, that was one of his friends. He talked to him every week just like Rick did. And, and you know, 
Uh, just, just, it's just a shock to all of us. But you know, you can't, uh, like you say, it, it, you know, he would want us to have fun and enjoy and and and, and you know, and celebrate his life because he was one of a kind. There will never be no one like him. And I'll second what Rick said: the greatest heel in our business ever. Ever and yep. and you know look at he was in he was in WrestleMania one and now they're up to WrestleMania what thirty two thirty three and he was he was he was great at whatever he did but he knew how to get heat that people actually wanted to kill him yeah he did and he wasn't afraid of anybody I mean they had a riot in St Louis with Junkyard Dog they had a riot with Snuka they had a riot I mean I wrote my book and I firmly believe this. Uh, I think that he was very difficult for Vince to control, which is understandable, the Roddy we know. But yeah. he would have been a phenomenal world champion. He never oh, got yeah. the world title because Vince didn't think he could control him. You know, I mean, that was the deal. And he probably couldn't have. You know, but you couldn't tell. If Roddy didn't feel like hearing what you were saying to him as a promoter, he didn't, you know, he... But the wrestling business is different in that regard because a yeah. lot of times, you know, when you talk about Hall of Fame quarterbacks, mm-hmm. they say, oh, well, Marino never got a ring. Yeah. Piper never needed the belt. He no, was well, always going to be. But I'm yeah. saying if he had, he'd have been phenomenal. That wouldn't, that wouldn't have stopped the sale of lunchboxes for Hogan. No. You, you know, and, like, but, but can I tell you, Hulk Hogan never pinned Roddy Piper. Well, no. I know that. That's why I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't say Roddy ever got beat. <laughs> yeah, Roddy never got beat. He may have never got the belt, but he never got beat either. The only dumbass <laughs> from that generation that said yes all the time was me. <laughs> I've won 16 matches <laughs> and lost 10,000. What the hell? <laughs> and who would ever want to use the figure four and never beat anybody? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 16 matches. Ryan, how many times have you seen somebody tap out with a figure four? I can't even get Wendy to tap out anymore. She goes, this is phony and I want to turn it over. Hey, Rick, I must say, I can't imagine back in the days in like 79, 80, you, the Hammer, Piper, the Briscoe Brothers. Listen, Orton, I mean, Orton Slater, Jake Roberts. Oh, oh, my God. It had to be the craziest ever. I heard so many different stories, and I wasn't there, so I, I don't want to repeat the story and get it wrong. But no, I I'm so going to give you the, the Briscoe lineup. And Piper and you just ripping Charlotte apart. Oh, my God. My only DUI in my life. This is another <laughs> fabulous story. We're at 2001, the hottest club in Charlotte. So Roddy and I get Mike Rotundo, poor Mike, just a brand new rookie on the road, so drunk, we strip him completely naked, put him up on the bar, and we take the fruit plate, you know, the, the waitresses, the bartenders, and they put it all around his, his parts, right? We leave Rotundo yeah. naked. So I get in the car, <laughs> and I say, Roddy, let's head down to Belmont Club. Belmont was all night drinking out in another county in Charlotte. So we'll get all the way downtown, get all the way down by the Holiday Inn and Little Rock Road, I come to a stoplight, all of a sudden, behind, behind me, the car pushing me through the damn light. Oh, wow. Who, who do you think it is? It's Roddy. <laughs> with a cop sitting right there. So wow. the guy writes me a ticket. I'm standing on a hill. I park on an inclined hill. I can't walk up the hill. The guy takes me, says, get in the car. He takes me to jail and looks at Piper and says, you get your ass home and get out of here now or I'll take you too. Piper goes, yes, sir. By the time we drove under the jail, you know they got that glass. Not that yeah. I would know that glass is so thick you can't see through it, right? <laughs> yeah. Not that I would know, but um, Piper was standing there going, Hi, I'm here. I'm waiting for you. How long? How long? I go, are you kidding me, Roddy? Stop. This guy's going to put you in jail. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. 
<laughs> wow. Think. Oh, yeah, he was fearless. <laughs> and you know what? At 5 o'clock in the morning when they finally let me out, he was there. <laughs> hey, I would always ask him, Rick, about getting in the movies, getting in the movies. When I was re- when I was just got in the business, I was in my 20s, and he would always say, you got to pay your dues first, kid. You got to pay your dues first, kid. So then, 10 years later, 11 years later, I'm still asking the same question. Then he said, you're too old now to be an actor. (laughs) 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 I dearly will miss him. He was was the greatest. Yeah, well, we'll say that, and we love it, and I know you mean that. Brian, I'm going to put a call into Jerry Briscoe now because the Briscoes, Piper and Flair had some phenomenal times as well. And it's oh, better. He's almost it's, burned down Charlotte. I know. Geez, are you kidding? Do <laughs> <laughs> you realize? I just, do, I just hey. want to thank you, Rick, for having me on. Uh, it's an honor for being on, especially on this. It's not a special occasion. It's it's really, you know, like a memory to one yep. of the best guys we know. One of the not only not only a wrestler, but a great family man. I mean, I, I loved when I saw you guys. I never laughed so hard in my life when you guys were on Celebrity House. Wife uh, nice I know it was such a great show. I know it did phenomenal ratings, but it was fantastic. And I know his son, real good Colty, and my thoughts and prayers go out to him and, and Kitty and the family. And, and you know, and hopefully. The, the best for them, and my 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 deepest condolences to the family and everybody. Hey. And uh, you know, I just uh, mm. you know just I'm just devastated now. But it's good to talk about old times because there was no one better than Piper for everything. And uh, you know, uh, everybody called me from from Bret Hart and this, and then I, I wanted to call Rick so bad, so I waited till Saturday to call him, and he called me today uh, yesterday about if I wanted to be on and and talk a little bit of Roddy, and I I. I've, I was so blessed that you asked me to do this, and I'm honored because you're a legend too, my friend. You're a mentor to me forever. I love you. I love your family, and just just like Hot Rod. I mean, there's there's a close bond and, and a close knit fraternity amongst uh, guys in that era. And uh, like I said, it wasn't like going up and playing Xbox and drinking milk. It was like. We were the Rolling Stones. Watch out. Here we come. That's right, baby. <laughs> hey, listen, Brian, I promise you when my time comes, because like I said to uh, Melinda, Melinda called and said, boy, that's young to die. And I said, Roddy and I were told 20 years ago we'd overstayed our welcome. We both have heard that many times, and I believe yeah. that because certainly Roddy and I didn't take any time off in our lives. Uh, we enjoyed <laughs> life. And, uh, you know, I tell you, I used to think this about myself, but I'm, I'm really really positive now when when um robin williams died right yeah and i watched all the specials on him and i tell you the guy was a genius absolutely yeah. and i think that because roddy you know just kept pushing himself pushing himself i thought to myself maybe that's my problem i'm not happy i'm not satisfied doing nothing right and that's why i'm always you know wanting to do something and do more Right. And I'm not sure that anybody will ever be as creative as Robin Williams. He was phenomenal. But yes. when I look at the, the tragedy of Roddy, because Roddy, you know, he, he don't, I don't think he had to, but he worked every damn week. 
he worked every He worked every, every week. weekend. I don't think he had to. Shows going. He had some reality shows going yeah. that were on the cuff with certain uh, networks, big networks nobody knows about. Yeah. Uh, through uh, that Young uh, Young Gun production. I know that because I know the guy that's running them. Yeah. And I'm just telling you that, uh, you know, he was involved in a lot of stuff and and things were well, starting he didn't to like sitting at home, movies. You know? He was doing movies. People, <laughs> the stuff that people don't even know he was doing, he was, he was out there doing a lot of stuff. Well, Melinda keeps tabs on him, you know, so Melinda knew what he was doing all the while, but I got to tell you this, you know, I'd see Roddy along the road over the years, I'd say, why are you working? He said, I'm buying another horse for Kitty. And I said, well, Jesus Christ, at least you're buying something lively, and all I'm doing is buying jewelry. <laughs> yours, is be yours is because you want to. I'm buying it to get hey, forgiveness. I'm sorry. Hey, 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 I'm sorry. Don't for hey, Rick, and don't forget about drinks. You're always buying drinks. That he is. Oh, thank you very much, okay? I should, I should just have you in court with all my wives. <laughs> Why don't you come testify for Jackie now? <laughs> hey, Rick, it was so good to see you in June, and that's why one of the things why I do that Legends of Wrestling is to get everybody back together, all my rowdy friends and have a good time and Rick told me he goes this is a good thing because it's all like you know we can call ourselves old timers or whatever but the legends that we met in the in the fans minds that they want to see because we drew over 10,000 people at City Field and that's phenomenal for being not an organization it was it's an independent company which just just brings I bring in all my rowdy friends and and it was good I mean Rick Rick was there Bret Hart was there demolition was there I mean nasty boys you just go down the line of just that uh, you know Hall of famers and uh, you know legends of the wrestling and we all had a great time it was it was fun I'm telling you Thank you so much for joining us today on Woo Nation, Mr. Knobs. We really appreciate you taking a few minutes to go ahead and celebrate the life of Roddy Piper with us. Uh, he's sorely missed, and we appreciate your contribution today, sir, very much. Thank you very much. And again, God bless you, Roddy Piper. I love you forever. I'm now going to go have a shot in the beer just for him. He would want me to do it. I love him to death. I'm going to miss him. He was the greatest of all time. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Rick, uh, you've told me that you absolutely love athletic greens. We got you hooked on the AG one. You're yep. taking it every single morning with one delicious scoop of AG one. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's going to help you start your day, right? It's going to help you with all your things, your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, your aging. And what I like about it, well, Megan actually had me on this long before they were a sponsor of our show. It contains less than one gram of sugar. There's no GMOs. There's no nasty chemicals. There's no artificial anything, and it still tastes good. But more importantly, it supports better sleep quality and recovery, better mental clarity and alertness. It's also lifestyle friendly. Whether you're eating keto or paleo or vegan or dairy or gluten-free, this checks all the boxes. But don't take mine and Rick's word for it. Athletic Greens has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash flare. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash flare to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance 
If someone relies on you financially, your spouse, your child, anyone, life insurance gives you the peace of mind that they'll have a financial cushion if something ever happens to you. By making it easy to compare your options from top companies, Goliath Life helps make sure you're not paying a penny more than you have to for the life insurance coverage you need to protect those you love. At GoliathLife.com, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. The process is fast and easy with no hidden fees, upsells, or hassles. Goliath Life is your one-stop shop to find the life insurance you need at the right price. Head to GoliathLife.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's GoliathLife.com. This week in history, this is a fun one, man. It feels like we're doing a lot of these in a row here, but it's November 5th, 2006. We're at the U.S. Bank Arena. We're in Cincinnati, Ohio, and it's Cyber Sunday. So the past couple of weeks, we've talked about Taboo Tuesday. Well, this is basically the new incarnation. It's the same Taboo Tuesday concept, except on the more traditional wrestling pay-per-view day, Sunday. And this time, the fans voted on who would be your tag team partner when you took on the Spirit Squad. They could vote for Roddy Piper, Sergeant Slaughter, or even Dusty Rhodes. Roddy comes in first place with 49%, beating out Dusty with only 35 But even still, Dusty and Sarge uh, make their way to the ring at some point in the match. And uh, the two members of the Spirit Squad competing here are Kenny and Mikey. Uh, eventually, you and Roddy actually win the match and the damn tag team titles yep. after Mikey submits to the figure four. And uh, I think you only had like a two-week run or something like that with the tag well, that, titles. That we went to Europe and Roddy Roddy uh, uh, got that cancer. They didn't really didn't know what it was, but he got real sick. And uh, so we lost the belts over there. Roddy went home and uh, um, flew to Chicago and then all the way to Portland and walked into a hospital there and was diagnosed with cancer. Unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah, it was just a start and he had... Of course, you know, they sent him up to his room, told him not to drink. After I got back to the hotel, I think I think we were in London or Manchester, I walked upstairs. He had already drank 20 beers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but he made it all the way through. You know, Chicago is a huge airport, and he had to transfer planes, walked all the way through, carrying his bags, and got off the plane literally and uh, checked in the hospital in Portland. I mean, Kitty didn't know where he was. Wow. That's how sick he was, yeah. So, uh, catch me up here. I know we talked about this in, in the previous episodes, but did you really not know who was going to be your tag team partner, or was this kind of a wink and a nod and you knew it would be Roddy? I didn't know. I think everybody thought it was going to be Dusty. But everybody knew going in, hey, we're going to do the finish, and Nate is going to be tag partners or tag champs with one of you guys, and he's going to win with the figure four, and then the rest you guys just kind of call in the ring, so to speak. You know, I'm gonna be as honest with you as I can be. I don't remember. Uh, I, I don't. I don't remember how that worked out. I mean, I I know that I was shocked when they said we were gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, what? Why wouldn't I be? I just never expected that. And uh, you know, obviously, it was a great honor at our age for Roddy and I to be tag team champions, and something that uh, you know it gave us both a big ego boost uh, when you that you like to get when you get older. Um, but then the damn thing, he got sick and, uh, we, um, you know, um, and he tried his hardest, but he just couldn't, he couldn't go to the ring that night. So 
that was it. He actually went to the ring, but we were in and out in six seconds. So anyway, it was uh, just two Radias, a man and a half. And, uh, you know, he's just one of those guys that you're always going to miss. Yeah. He, he just, just like we do Dusty. It's a big deal to uh, to have had that opportunity to uh, tag with your buddy because uh, this is really the last time he's going to compete in something like this. I know he had little mm-hmm. one-offs here or there, but really like this, this is the end. And uh, it was a pretty big deal, and it had to be a pretty special moment for you and one of your oldest friends at that time to be able to share together. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just we'd been so close for so many years. Um, from, you know, Crockett to WCW, WCW to WWE, back at WCW. Uh, we'd been through so much together, and our friendship was just, uh, you know, one of the greatest of, of all, I think, in the history of this business. This, this, this is Woo Nation Woo! with Rick Flair. Back on the air, ladies and gentlemen, on Woo Nation, and with us right now, God, I don't know what to say about this guy. He and his brother were two of my closest friends. I, And I say this, I think, too much, but I can't say enough about Jerry Briscoe and Jack Briscoe, the, the Hall of Fame, both inducted the same year I was. And I, my opening line at the Hall of Fame induction was going to be, this is the first time in my entire life that I've been in an enclosed building with Harley Race, Jack Mulligan, and the Briscoes, that uh, and that serves alcohol. That there's not a fight going on, okay. <laughs> and then I said, I, I did say though, there's a reason why that you don't give Indians booze, and the Briscoes <laughs> are the reason, okay. Well, I think Wahoo's in there too. Oh, Wahoo's in there too, okay. But I don't have him on the air. The Briscoes are the only two guys. Now think about this: national champions, huge recognition in the amateur world. Huge respect in our business. They're the only guys that could leave Richmond 300 miles from Charlotte and drive past nine exits off of 85 in Charlotte all the way to Greenville, South Carolina, before they realized they'd pass Charlotte. <laughs> you know, if had been that for that big peach there, that big landmark, that, that, that big peach the, there. The peaches uh, and Gaffney, by the we way. We probably ended up in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the peaches and Gaffney, that's 60 miles away to the Greenville. <laughs> <laughs> you probably thought it was a peach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just told, I haven't told the story yet, but the greatest one of all time was Dick Byers, you know, huge amateur guy at Syracuse. Great careers as Mr. X and the Destroyer. He calls Jack and Jerry his mentor, his guy that he broke in, Mike Rotundo. And who do they ask to take under the wing? Who does he ask to take Mike under the wing but the Briscoes? Wow. So, I mean, I can t- I won't tell any story. That's not Mike's day. We'll wait and do it. But poor and Mike. Black Jack actually did the same thing with Jack and I. asked us to take Barry under the wing down and we sent him down there to Florida. And he said, you guys take care of him. Yeah, but ben, the, ben, the Barry, the Barry wasn't quite the virgin that Mike Rotunda was. <laughs> you know, okay? Mike, Mike was, yeah, let, Mike was a cherry. Mike was a cherry. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he sure was for about six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I could never, I could never see the guy. He always had a glaze over his eye. I don't know whether he was intimidated, yeah. scared, or just hung over. You remember when he tried to jump that fence? Oh, I certainly do. He was in the hospital with a torn, uh, with a torn <laughs> yeah, testicle. Tell. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, tell that story. He tore his scrotum jumping a fence. He was trying to jump over a barbed wire fence to get into the day's end. He tore his uh, his uh, testicle sack off. Yeah, big time. They had to stitch it up. Then, then, the, then, then the stud shows up the next day walking to work. Yeah, no, we, but, tell, we, we tell uh, Jimmy Crockett, Jimmy, that he just ripped his sack off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True story, I know. Jesus. <laughs> Well, hey, listen. Today um, we will leave. We'll leave Mike alone for a while. We'll get him another day. But today we're celebrating life and times of Roddy Piper, and I know that you and Jack had a special place in your heart for him. And God only knows, from the time that Ole Anderson was dumb enough to fire Piper uh, from the Atlantic or from uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, and Roddy said to me, "You think I can start going to the Caribbean with you for for?" Uh, 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 Carlos Colon, I said, no problem. And from that point on, the Briscoes and Piper and Flair toured the Caribbean on a regular basis. It, wow. it, it was fun, but it wasn't pretty. <laughs> what a run, though. It was fun. Where do, you have a, where, where do I have a $2,000 bar tab at a Holiday Inn in the Condado? Oh, we, we walked in. It is, this is the nature's finest, you know. We just sold out uh, the Brill Stadium, about 15,000, 20,000 people in, uh, in the right outside of San Juan, uh, Carlos and Rick uh, for the title. And uh, so we had to celebrate, of course. So uh, Jack and I were on the card, and the next day uh, Rick and uh, and uh, Roddy were going to uh, Dominican Republic uh, for a shot over there. So we're sitting at the Holiday Inn, you know, and we're killing time. Uh, old-timers used to do this set around in BS, you know. And all of a sudden, hey, let's do something. Let's play basketball. Well, it's about 110 degrees in uh, San Juan, right in the middle of the Caribbean. Right in the middle of the... So we go out, we, uh, hotel gives us a basketball. So I don't think, you know, Hot Rod being from uh, the Great White North, uh, in the Northwest... Uh, part of the country and Canada hadn't seen too much basketball. So we challenged Rick, you know, the world champion and the Piper, one of the uh, biggest stars in, in America, to a basketball game. My brother and I, we're not basketball, we're basketball. But you know what? We're a little bit smarter than that, uh, that those two guys. We, and we got them out there. Rick didn't have any tennis shoes on. I don't think the Hot Rod had any on either. So Jack and I, like I said, it's Hunter and on that basketball court. It's right in the middle of the sun. So we're not trying to score. We're just passing the ball. And Rick's running back and forth trying to steal a damn ball from his heart rod running <laughs> back and forth. Trying to and by, by the time it was over with, they both had blisters on their feet oh. that they couldn't even wear their wrestling boots. <laughs> well, here's the deal. The thing of it is, is we were having a few drinks because I didn't think I had to wrestle that night. Then I got there and had to wrestle an hour. And then we came back, and I actually refresh your memory a little bit. We had a $2,000 tab that night. You and I and Piper and Jack were drinking at the bar, and some guy came in and shot somebody, remember, in the oh, holiday yeah, that night. I forgot all about that. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. 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 There's a regular deal in the condado. A guy came in and shot somebody, and Jack looked at me and said, hell, let's just keep drinking. What can we do about it? <laughs> I said, okay. <Yeah>. No problem. <laughs> so on the same night, and I'm, not, I'm sure you'll remember this too, Piper... Stan Hansen, and he, Piper had seen Stan Hansen somewhere use the clothesline to knock someone down. So Piper, of course, yeah. 
You remember that bridge they had from one hole to the other? Oh, well, I, yeah, I remember that. With all the well. potted plants, Roddy was hammered and yeah. ran across the bridge knocking down all the potted plants. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they came and arrested Roddy. And, and soon there's a knock at the door, yeah. Yeah, they came and arrested Roddy, put Roddy in jail. And actually, on that particular trip, I had a double shot Asheville and Greensboro. So I was get I would I took off and I landed in Asheville and Crockett says where's Piper? I said he's in jail. <laughs> he's in jail. He didn't make it to Greensboro though, but he missed the first shot. Oh, <laughs> Nothing I could do to help. I wasn't going down to the jail to get him. I can tell you that. No kidding. You've been there with him. I know you. Exactly. You know one, one of the one of one of another great story. I was I was standing. I was staying with you guys and getting on the plane, FYI. <laughs> Jesus yeah, well, it's a, another great story, you know, we're about the Caribbean. We're, we're leaving our respective island, whichever the one. But we terrorized every island that was in the Caribbean. And those, those great people down there put up with the four of us. How, they did, how, how we stayed out of trouble, I'll never know. But uh, bless those people down there. We love them all. And, but uh, oh. uh, we're coming coming back into the United States, and uh, just coincidentally, our, our, our planes landed about the same time. In my and imagine this happening now. Just picture this, this is happening. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, the airport is just jam-packed. And we're going through uh, immigration, customs, whatever you go through there. We just cleared, and all of a sudden, there's this rumble behind us, and Flair and Piper tackle us, and we start fighting and wrestling in the middle. Well, actually, you started stretching. Okay, let's let's, yeah. get, let's get serious. I, 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 I appreciate you saying that, but Brody and I proceeded to get stretched. <laughs> and everybody, everybody walking by was going, I thought you were tough in the world champion. I said, not so tough right now. Sorry. <laughs> you can listen to me on TV. Do what I say. Listen, but don't believe it when you saw Thank God they well, didn't have you a know, tape of that. <laughs> you had so many people doing what you say. Poor Canoe, you never got him killed. Oh, I, I know. That I, was I, in some bizarre you know, here, here. Here comes the custom guy. Mr. Custom guy, please don't arrest us. You guys just get get up and get out of my area here and go to your flight and get away. <laughs> that was, can you imagine doing that now, Jeremy? No. That's what kind of fun we had. Oh, then Roddy and I got on a plane. You guys got on one to Tampa. Yeah. Roddy and I got on a plane to Charlotte, and we were singing Jingle Bells and drinking all the way, and the pilot <laughs> came out and said, you know, back then you could tell a flight attendant to, you know, take a hike. Yeah. They just told you to shut up, you know, and then, so the pilot came out and said, okay, guys, I'm landing this plane. If you guys yeah. don't shut up. You so guys are getting out of here. We yeah. went, okay. <laughs> okay. They made you stop singing Jingle Bells? Uh, yeah. Well, well, they had the whole plane thing. You couldn't look. Roddy was going up and down the aisle, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. <laughs> but we got off the plane and Kitty and Beth were sitting there going, oh, boy. Yeah. Wrestling fans, it's time to win with Zinn. Get to WrestlingPrizes.com to register for your chance to win one of four once-in-a-lifetime digital Q&A sessions with wrestling legends Ric Flair, Eric Bischoff, Jim Ross, or Mick Foley. Winners also get an autographed replica championship belt and a prize pack from Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Register once per day, now through July 15th, WrestlingPrizes.com. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Void where prohibited. For official rules, visit WrestlingPrizes.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? 
a new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. Yeah, Merry Christmas, <laughs> you, girls. You, you, you remember the story, story uh, 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 Rick, when uh, when we talked to him in and doing that Roanoke show in the afternoon, so we could go see Willie Nelson. I think it was Piper and Jack and I and 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 uh, and poor Mike Rotondo. And we Jimmy agreed. He so he ran a two thirty show instead of seven thirty show, so we could go see Willie Nelson. So we get the car all loaded down, you know, ready to see. We get our, our, our refreshments and all that. And when, you know, uh, 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 Asheville or Lynchburg, it's it's foggy, you know, in, in the wintertime and cloudy. You can't see very well. So listen, we get, listen, we get, when, you're dri- when you're driving, it's foggy all the time anyway back in the 70s, okay? I was Piper driving, by the way. Piper driving. It's even worse. Even worse, <laughs> so. <laughs> so, Piper, we head out. You couldn't see nothing. You know, we're all singing Willie Nelson songs. All of a sudden, we hadn't seen an exit for a while. All of a sudden, we see this exit. Bluefield, West Virginia, next exit. We've gone the opposite damn way on Interstate 77 to Bluefield, West Virginia, instead of uh, south to go to Charlotte to see Willie. We turned that old blue cat like a hot rod around. We rambled down those mountains. Somehow we made it safely. Pulled in the back parking lot. There was Jackie Crockett walking in the parking lot with an empty bottle of tequila. We knew we were in trouble. <laughs> and Willie was heading Whiskey River, he, uh, his closing number. About that time, Willie come walking off for that. You know, we, uh, he stopped, and we got to be a boy. We didn't see it, at all because we traveled all day. But we, we, we felt really good. <laughs> now, I can remember these guys. It wasn't funny back then because, you know, the Briscoes could, could do you damage, I mean, physically. So one time, you know, like I'm still a kind of a rookie. This is four on a world champion. They fly me down to Tampa to wrestle Jack. So that, you know, have Jack beat me so that when I got the belt, there was, it was an opponent, and Jack didn't work a lot then anyway. So I'm still new to the Briscoes, and afterwards, after the match in Tampa, they take me out. And now they've got, uh, what's the what's the tequila with the worm in it? You guys made me eat the worm that night? Moscow. Yeah, so so we're yeah. drinking beer and shooting and, and shooting Moscow, right? And Jack said, well, you're going to be the world champion. you got to eat the damn worm. Ugh. So, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah, I had no fun. choice. Jerry held me and Jack shoved it down my throat. <laughs> the worm. It is. Oh, my God. Well, you know, Rick, you were a good student when it came back. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. It was rough hanging on you guys. What a way. I mean, I was trying to tell. We just had uh, knobs on the t- phone on the uh, podcast talking about Piper. But if you think about it, here was the deal. Charlotte Territory. 1978-79, the Briscoes, Mulligan, Flair, Jake Roberts, Steamboat, Piper, Steamboat, Youngblood, Dick Slater, Bob Orton Jr. I mean, name it. Valentine. The Greg Hammer. Valentine. Wahoo. I mean, it was like it was yeah. unreal. Paul Jones. It was, it was a Hall of Fame card every night, man. It was a Hall of Fame card every night. I mean, it was unreal. Yeah. We had so damn much talent. And the thing about it is, is after Jack lost the title, he didn't give a shit. He just wanted to have fun. Yeah, he yeah was just, that's all he did. He and, he just, did too. and he did have fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jack and Jerry, they didn't need the money. They had a body shop going. They'd already sold their stock. And, I mean, they didn't need the money. They just liked to have fun. Right. 
I mean, it was Huh? I said, we just want to be there and be with your yeah, friends. Yeah, you didn't want to go home. Who wanted to go home? <laughs> yeah, we're the yeah exactly. We'd we drive up to Greensboro and call our wives and say, we've got a big meeting tomorrow. We've got to spend the night 90 miles away on Saturday night. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And get by with it. Yeah, thank you. Well, you got away with it. You didn't with your first I don't know. Four. I don't know how. First of all, Jerry. Oh, Jerry five, first five, first Jerry, four or five. Jerry Briscoe, like Piper, let me give you this, guys, has been married to the same woman his entire life. Jerry Briscoe has been married longer to one woman than I've been married to four altogether. <laughs> oh, I, got, I got a beautiful uh, I saw her at Dusty's funeral. I swear to God, I don't, know what, I don't know she what did. kind of drugs you keep her on to keep you around. I mean, what the hell? Well, she, uh, well, she just puts up with me. She, she, she's one of those good old uh, Carolina girls. He bought a big estate out on a lake with his own... No, with his no, with his no, yeah, uh, you know, you know we've no had some, power, I, right? I used no. to have lakefront property. Now I'm in the lake now out of them lakes so high. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's rained every day down there, like 29 out of 30 days. Oh, I know. It's Trust rain. me. I, every time I go on vacation, I'm spending 500 nights to sit in the rain. You know? Yeah, yeah. Thank God the, <laughs> thank God the bar at the pool stays open. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know, you know, I, uh, hot rider to both of us, uh, Rick was a dear, special person. They only come around like that every once in a while. You know, and we had the great pleasure of not only being in the ring with him, but also being close friend and getting the opportunity to travel with him, be with his family uh, and, and love his family. And, and you know, uh, Hot Rod earned everybody's respect. And, uh, I mean, what, 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 you know, what kind of legacy the guy's going to leave is just tremendous. He'll never be forgotten. No, but God, I, I go on record as saying he's the greatest heel of all time in the history of the business. Yeah, yeah, uh, I do too. And I, I got to tell one quick story that I love, and Jerry was there to see this. We're in Asheville, North Carolina, separate dressing rooms at that time. There was still some loyalty to the business between the guys <laughs> where we weren't running back. The referees carried the word, whatever it was. Right. So I go to Jerry. I go up to, I go up to Jack Briscoe, and I go, no, I go up to Piper, and I go, look it. I promise, there's no way that Jack will find out. I'll bet you 100 bucks you can't take down Jack. You can't take on Jack Briscoe. He says, Piper goes, he got real serious. He said, you mean to tell me? You're not going to tell him. You're not going to say a word. And I, you don't think I can take him down? I said, not a chance. So he goes, you're on, man. So here's Roddy, man, pulling up the cord and all this, getting ready. So I say, Tommy Young, go over there and tell Jack the Piper's going to try and take him down. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can't believe Oh, we're all out there by the piano. The whole way, the whole curtain is full, right? 6,000 people sold out. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. finally, 10 minutes goes in, and Piper was waiting, man. For, and Jack was just kind of dancing around. Jack always looked like he wasn't ready. And I'll be damned if Piper didn't get his leg. But that damn Jack Briscoe hopped around on one foot <laughs> for about 30 seconds until Roddy got close enough to grab, and then it was, oh, yeah. Piper's, yeah. Piper's kicking him everything, and Jack's saying that one Not a chance, and when Roddy came in too far, boom, and the next thing, Jack was, what do you call that, the angel thing where he was flapping his wings, look, Mom, no hands? <laughs> yeah. And Roddy yeah, was going, ah! Yeah, and Roddy had some exotic gold. <laughs> <laughs> Piper came back and said, I'm going to kill you, Flip. I've been around him with no hands, man. Oh, God. That's awesome. Oh, hey, we, did that, we did that all the time. I did that with this guy named Don Canoodle. I, 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 so I, I took Jack and Jerry. So 
I said, I'm going to screw around with this canoodle with my partner against Jack and Jerry. And they know I'm not going to screw on them because they have stretched me. I don't like it. You know, I, I get to the rope. <laughs> Nobody likes it. No, I know, but I mean, you would think I, I don't even like playing with them because it's not play. I can't even play. I can't even get to a base, you know. If I could get to my base, I could never get off my stomach. So, so that canoodle <laughs> drop down, leapfrog, drop down, leapfrog. So Jerry drops down. I jump on top of Jerry. He's away from me in six seconds. Roll over. I'm uh, back in a tag. Canoodle wasn't even ready for the tag. Canoodle <laughs> <laughs> goes, shit, what you just done? I said, you're in. <laughs> I didn't get the ring rust tonight. I saw Canoodle this past weekend. He reminded me. He said he got he got to know my elbow real well that night. Well, the funny thing was that you had him down so long, the crowd was going boring, boring. Yeah. I was going, let him up. <laughs> Let's go home and get a beer, Jesus Christ. Oh, that was so damn fun. I never got in the ring again. I just I just gave him a short tag. He'd come and tag me. I'd go, whoop. <laughs> just what a heel does. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I love you, buddy, and I can't thank you enough. I'm trying to think of anything we left off about the hot rod. There's oh, so many man, stories. Just, so many stories. We could probably go go as long as we wanted to go and, uh, and, uh, and, and talk about that, man. But... Uh, R.I.P. Hot Rod, uh, hug uh, Brother Jack and Big Dust for us, and uh, say hello to the Chief. Yeah, we will, sure. Hey, listen, I'm going to see, I'm going to the funeral, on, it's on Tuesday out in Portland. Hope to see you. Yeah, and Hope I will, hey, I'll, I'll shoot you Kitty's number, okay? Oh, please do. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, and you can give her a call, I'm sure she'd love it, but I'm going, I'm okay, taking please. Wendy out there, and uh, okay. I just want to assure you, because I'm sure you will, I'm, is Wes home with you? Uh, no, he's in Vegas doing uh, working tonight. Oh, he's in Vegas working. Oh, <laughs> just like you and I when we went to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. exactly. That's nice. Okay. Well, I'm sure that uh, you will on behalf of Roddy uh, and yourself being a Briscoe. We are going to say goodbye to you from CBS right now. Thank Jerry Briscoe for being on Woo Nation. We're going to go out and celebrate the life and times of the hot rod. So I know you probably have a case of Budweiser. Not that anybody in the world can drink that shit except you. <laughs> you can drink Budweiser beer. I can't believe it. <laughs> the Briscoes can drink 30 Buds apiece. They're not, and Jesus, I mean, it's the truth. I love you, buddy. Well, that's, just, that's just one way. Love you too, man. Thanks so much. And RIP Hot Rod. Hey, love you, buddy. And listen, do me a favor, will you? Roll me a lucky yeah. strike tonight, okay, buddy? I sure will. Take care. Woo! Woo Nation. Bye, Jerry Briscoe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Jerry Briscoe, and good Lord. We could go on all day long, but I think we've touched on some interesting stuff, and we've laughed and had fun, but uh, I think most importantly, the people have expressed, even through all the humor, that Roddy was the best heel in the history of our business, that he was a great father, a great husband, a great guy, and very close, very close to me, but... Not just to me, Roddy, whoever he touched, and he impacted their life. And uh, the Briscoes, who were as famous as anybody in the business, and obviously Brian Nobbs, uh, who's a great character in our business, and uh, a guy that's worked through tons of injuries, and the Nasty Boys, so much fun to be with. But And I could have 30 other people on here, but yeah. uh, Roddy wasn't afraid to speak his opinion uh, and is... Uh, um, I can't remember whether it was Jerry or Brian voted. He 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 he, he did. Hulk never pinned him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, no, so that, that was yeah. not an option for Roddy. But uh, 
And he certainly would have been a great champion. But as you said, which is a good point, he was so good at what he did. He didn't need to be the champion. And, and, and from a fan's perspective, he did it all. First WrestleMania, mm-hmm. you know, against Hulk Hogan. He did the thing with Mr. T at the second WrestleMania. And, of course, you know, he was a big part of Starcade, the legendary chain match we talked about with Valentine. Yeah. Tag titles with you, you know, just 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, anything you could do. I mean, the first ever talking segment in the history of wrestling, you know, all the... You know, Brother Love Show and, yeah. the, and the Funeral Parlor and all that stuff. The very first one was Piper's Pit. I mean, mm-hmm. such an innovator in every way. And you could almost say that he almost laid the groundwork for wrestlers leaving and going to Hollywood to make movies. Obviously, The Rock's taking it to another level. But it, he did it even before Hogan did. He walked away in 87 at the height of his career. Went and did They Live. I mean, if he hadn't have done that, would Hogan have done that? Would Stone Cold have done that? Would The Rock have done that? Piper was one hell of an innovator. Yeah, he was, and, um, you know, it's funny because if you look at it like that, Roddy, um, he walked away when he was at his peak. At the very yeah, tippy top. To, to give it, to give it, uh, give something else another opportunity, and uh, Melinda was sitting here, um, <clears throat> will tell you, because she, you know, one of the things she does with her agency is fund movies. Right. And she works very vigorously in the Hollywood sector, that Roddy was a guy that um, everybody adored. Sure. If Roddy had a weakness... And I'm not afraid to say this. He was represented by too many people who didn't know what they were doing. Right. And they would argue. And we went out. I mean, it's the true story. We went to sell a a, um, a show with Roddy and I. And uh, we spent a week in L.A. That's first, Melinda's first time around him. But Roddy had three agents. I see. And, and, and long before Roddy and I could even do our spiel, which you can imagine how good it was. Oh, yeah. His three agents... What, what the people would be looking for something else to do because they were trying to sell themselves. And then the audacity of one guy, I won't mention his name, he wanted to own the show and have me and Roddy work for him. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, that draft went through Melinda's desk because she made it into a paper uh, paper airplane and flew it right back to Canada. But, right. <laughs> so, well, I'm not, you don't, you don't have to smile. That's pretty much where it was. We're just pissing people off left yeah, and right no, here. No, no, I'm just telling you. I mean, <laughs> Roddy and I are going to go out there, and we're going to somebody else is going to own our show. I don't think so, but um, anyway, she had a phenomenal week with him. He's a great guy and uh, uh, great family. And Wendy, you know, established a very close relationship with him and Kitty. And we're going to see them all on Monday, and uh, the funeral is on Tuesday. Um, and uh, I think it's a private ceremony, but I think a lot of WWE is coming. And uh, sure, and I thought the president, I thought the segment last night that they dedicated to Roddy and continued on through the entire body of the show was absolutely fabulous. I, I think so, too. And I didn't even know until today that that was my voice on there. I'm glad it was because yeah. um, um, I, I, I can't say enough good things about Roddy. And I when I get sad, like I'm going to get right now, but I think about it too hard, I think about the fun things. And certainly, I think the people who heard this podcast today, I mean, it's pretty authentic people, me talking about a guy that I've loved forever and uh, Jerry Briscoe and Brian Nobbs, you know, Brian, everything we talked about, he went right back to who Roddy was and how much he helped um, Brian with his career as he did me. And for me, what made Roddy and I, I think, really good was we competed. Right. You know, we, you know, back in the old days, we wanted to buy that Wrestling Illustrated and we wanted to be ranked number one most hated. <laughs> I, I, I hate to admit that I looked at that shit. Where am I? And Piper was ahead of me. I would tell that Bill Apper never to call me again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then I'd say to myself, well, he's getting New York PR. <laughs> there you so, go. Anyway, um, 
God bless you, Hot Rod. Um, gonna love you forever. Think about you forever. You're a part of my life. Uh, you're a part of Wu Nation. And uh, on behalf of Conrad, my good friend Conrad Thompson, um, Melinda Zanoni, my attorney and agent, and also a close friend of Roddy's, and Wendy, my fiance, who was here with us today, and uh, had a close relationship with Roddy, and uh, obviously from Wife Swap became very close. I don't know how she lived with Roddy Piper for a mount for on that mountain for a week. Before we let yeah. you go, you got to have a fun wife swap story about that whole experience. I really don't. I just drank with Kitty. I didn't. <laughs> I knew Wendy wasn't having fun. First of all, the guy goes to bed at three in the morning. Don't get up till eleven. Right. And you don't want to be there when he gets up. He's not in a good mood, right, Wendy? <laughs> Jesus, forget it. I used to call him the houseplant. I think because I thought he used to say, "Roddy, I tell you what I'm gonna do." When he was living the days in, I'm going to come by and water you during the day. Make sure <laughs> you stay moist until you wake up. Okay, we got to go to work tonight sometime. That's awesome. It's a true story. He would go to bed 3 in the morning and sleep until 11 or 12, you know, and get up and start his day. So I'd drive by in the morning with a water plant. I'm just kidding, but I'd say I'll come by and water you. I call him the house plant. That's hilarious. Yeah, what are you doing? Sleep and leave me alone. <laughs> so, anyway, great guy, great times, and uh uh, the, one of the most, I mean, I, not one of the, probably the most real character in the history of our business. Yeah. The Hot Rod. We love you, man. Love you. Hope you guys enjoyed Wu Nation today. Until next week, and we'll have another big guest. This is the Nature Boy, Rick Flair, along with Conrad Thompson, <laughs> Huntsville's only millionaire. Oh, my God. Huntsville is the only man <laughs> to have a, a car that costs oh. more than any building in town. Get out of here a brand this. new Rolls Royce. Oh. A guy that would have knobs over, but a millionaire can't drive around in a Rolls Royce with no eyebrows. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're talking about Conrad Thompson. That's right. So, when you guys come to autograph sessions this week and see me, <laughs> feel free to say, Where's the millionaire? Oh, my God. And I'll say, Wherever he wants to be, because he's Conrad Thompson. <laughs> the Nature Boy saying, Woo! Now, Conrad, I hope you're taking us out drinking, okay? Right. Okay, that's Bye. it. You got 17 credit cards. You got the black one with you? I do. Silver, gold? No, all Platinum? that. All okay. that. Okay, let's go. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>